I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everyone? We have a very, very special Collider <laughs> Ladies Night pre-party because you all know how much I love the Halloween franchise. Andy, three, three of them now. I can't believe we're sitting here. <laughs> oh, I know. It's wild. It's wild. It is something else. So yeah. we are going to talk a lot about Halloween ends, yes. but all, all we do on Collider Ladies Night is we revisit the uh, path one took to actually get to the thing that they're celebrating right now. And I don't know a whole lot about the very beginnings of your experience acting, but I was reading online that I think it said you were modeling in Greece and someone found you <laughs> and encouraged you to get into acting. Yeah. Had you ever thought about acting before that happened or was that kind of the nudge that started it all? No, it was kind of the nudge that started it all. It was something that, I mean, it made a lot of sense when I started doing it where I was like, oh, this feels very right. And, and um, serendipitous the way it, it all kind of transpired. When I was really little, I did a couple things. Um, my first real theater experience was our school play. And I was, I want to say in like third grade, and there's a scene where I'm a background, by the way, like essentially. And uh, the two leads are having a really like beautiful moment in center stage. And and um, I have to hop up on a barrel. And I was like probably eight. So I hop up on said barrel and uh, breaks through. Legs in the air in front of everybody. And um, after that, I swore off acting for a while. And uh, I hung up my... I was going to say cleats, but you don't have cleats in, in acting. You're a soccer player, um, too. I am. That's why I, I do know that. I want, <laughs> I want to know about that. I'll, I'll jump ahead here a little uh, bit. But, but I am yeah. curious because I know you got the soccer yes. scholarship. Yeah. And I always love talking about making big decisions like that, especially when it's choosing between two really exciting possibilities there. Right. So did you know at that point that you were going to pass on that scholarship? Was acting the clear right path or was there any kind of back and forth there? It's... You know, it, it was a really difficult decision. I had decided really, really early, like probably I think second grade is when I started playing club soccer. So I was I was really young. And um I knew in second grade I wanted to play to division one school, top twenty program. I wanted to that's that was the goal and, and kind of the the dream and and anything past that obviously would be epic, but 
th that was the stage, especially in, in women's soccer at that time. And um, so I dedicated my entire life to that. And that's why I didn't really have time for, for anything else. And um, when I got the opportunity to model in Greece, it was, I modeled a little bit in high school and it was kind of just for fun. And, and I never really took too seriously. I'm from the Midwest. So it, it was very like kind of Carson's and uh, like targety and, and all of that. But it, I got the opportunity to go to Greece. And the reason I took it is because I knew that once I was in school, I wouldn't have a chance to travel. I wouldn't have a chance to study abroad. I wouldn't get kind of these other experiences that kind of a normal student would because I would be a collegiate athlete at a, at a top tier school. So we kind of were like, let's just explore that opportunity. I can go live in Greece for three months and, and just kind of have fun. Like the goal of the trip was just to break even and then have an experience. And when I was there, I met somebody that... Um, kind of saw something and was like, well, what about acting? Like modeling might not make sense. Soccer, there might not be that much longevity in that. Um, what about acting? And, and it, and then made the connection with, with my now agents now in, um, in New York. And I met this person at, at my agency here and we hit it off right away. It's not like we could talk about acting because I knew nothing about it. So we just connected as people. And he got me training in Chicago um, for the last semester of my senior year. I was I was graduating early to go down for spring season. And um, in that time period is when I, I started really diving into kind of the craft and working with this incredible coach, Catherine Gately, who um, really is, it was, it was all Meisner study. So that was kind of like what the basis foundation of, of what I've, I've ever studied is. And... Um, so I worked with her really closely and, and it was clear quite quickly that the opportunity I had in New York was very specific and at, at a high level where it actually could be something that could turn into something. And also that I really enjoyed doing it. There was, there was a moment where I was like, wow, this is a lot of my personality started making sense. A lot of a lot of my exploration of self kind of started to, to make sense. It just, it felt very right. And it was definitely a premature decision. You can't make a decision that big in the matter of like a month. But I also had a lot of respect for my coaches and, and the program that I had signed on to, to play for down in Florida. And so it was important to me to, to not try to do both things and do them mediocrely, but to kind of pick one and, and try Makes and really sense. go for it. And, do you still um, play at all? I don't. I'm way too competitive. It's a problem. <laughs> I tried, I, there was a league in New York that I tried like when I first moved here and it was a bad idea. I came home like just angry because oh, <laughs> no. like, I'm also not as good anymore. Wow. So it was just like, I can't. I That's can't. like me in basketball. Now, whenever yeah. I play, I'm like, well, I don't want to play anymore because I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Level. So it's like, <laughs> a soccer player in a movie. I know. That's the, that's the hope. That's the goal. That's the dream. I, there was an audition that I had recently where I had to play soccer. And it was the first time I like touched a soccer ball in years. And it was unbelievably special. I feel like this is a really judgmental pet peeve. <laughs> One thing that drives me nuts when I see this in movies is someone like running, like in an athletic capacity that clearly does not run, yeah. does not have that form. So yeah. when I see an athlete actually bring that to life on screen, I really appreciate yes. it. There was a film that I did where they had a, um, they were doing a second unit. So they had like a body double and it was essentially just like shots of the my character and, and another character walking around or running around. 
I won't name the movie, but the running was tragic okay. and I was horrified. <laughs> so you and I <laughs> can relate there. Um, going back to like the support system you had yeah. at the very beginning, because that's like a really special thing to find an agent and find the right acting coach and the right technique right out the gate. So you have all those people with you. Do you remember the first time you actually hit set and started working and kind of stopped and said to yourself, like, I feel the effects of all of this and all the support I have. And now I know I'm good at it and can go the distance. Yes, I mean, I. the first time I was on set, I booked a small role on 666 Park Avenue that shot in New York. And it's a really, funny enough, it's horror, which is kind of funny that that I my first thing was. remember covering that show. Yeah, <laughs> wild show, very cool. <laughs> um, and it was, it was the first time I was on set and I had no idea what I was doing, but it was so special. Everyone was so kind. And the, I mean, they're making a TV show. They have numerous guest stars on all the time. They don't need to make your day special just because it's your first day. And everybody went out of their way to really kind of make it a day. And I, when I rapped, they're like, this is her first day on a set. Like, congratulations. It was really special in it. Um, it meant a lot to me. It. I don't know if you ever kind of feel like you like deserve a place here. Um, I, at least I don't. But I am just grateful I still am getting the opportunity to kind of collaborate and create with with all of these incredible people that Someone I have been. Someone who's very self-critical and has imposter syndrome 24-7. <laughs> I always feel bad asking that question because there's usually not a definitive answer to it. Um, looking, looking at that and kind of building on it a little bit, is there anything on any of your earliest gigs that you saw, you know, a lead or a number one on the call sheet do that you kind of back pocketed and found yourself applying when you jumped into Halloween? Really, I would say Halloween was the one where it was the most the biggest learning lesson and the biggest learning experience and learning curve was, was Halloween. There were, there were a couple other films and things that stick out, but Halloween being, being really pivotal for me, having Judy Greer and Jamie Lee Curtis in, in, um, in this franchise to, to be alongside of in that film, it's, they both lead with example and, um, Jamie, especially, I mean, she, her being number one on the call sheet, y you have the ability as number one to really dictate how the day is going to go. And your energy says a lot about, um, it says a lot about you and, and about like the space that's going to be created to create in. And Jamie, I've never, I've never experienced somebody that generous and open and she just would give so much. I mean, her first day on set, everyone wears name tags. And by the end of production, she knows everybody's name because she's like, if you know my name, I should know yours. And, and so there's a camaraderie and a team mentality to her, which I never really felt on sets before. And coming from a, a team sport, it's that that's like the dream is, is feeling like you kind of have this like family that you're able to create with. I can get like the slightest sense based on just like a mere 10 minute interview yeah. I did, but like ultimate warmth and deepest passion for the thing she's creating. And from our perspective, that is just yeah. like one of the things that I appreciate more so than anything. Cause there yeah. are so many people out there who adore what you guys do. And when you have that same enthusiasm for that thing, it really means something to a lot of people out it there. It really does. And she, she also elevates everyone around her. She's one of those people that just she pushes you to be better. You have to be on your game if you're in front of her. I remember I was I was very scared to talk to her at the beginning because I was like, if I don't have all of my points with like bullet points underneath them and my argument, I may as well just not make it because she will be like, well, why? Well, what about this? And she pushes you to be better in a in a way that's um, that's really 
helpful and and inspires growth, which is something that is is um not all that common. We're not going to tap into any end spoilers yet, but bringing bringing <laughs> yes. that up, looking like at what yet. you go through, Cap- yeah, <laughs> I do have at least one burning question. Um, looking at the 2018 movie and kills, was there any example where that happened, where either she challenged you or maybe you challenged yourself to say like like why is Allison doing this or saying this, and you really had to think it through until it felt right to you? It was a lot of fun crafting the the time jump from 2018 to Halloween Kills. Because in 2018, Allison is, is very much a mirror of Lori in, from the 1978 film. And um, it's part of the reason why they, they connect so deeply and, and kind of without speaking. And it's also the reason they really butt heads in both, in all films. I mean, not as much in the second because we don't really get to see them together. But in the first film, I mean, Allison's the only one that kind of calls her out on, on her, on her, stuff. You can say it. Don't say shit. <laughs> On her shit. <laughs> and um, I know you always like recalibrate. You're like, wait, can we say that? I, I said heck today. And I was like, heck? When was I ever said heck? <laughs> I moderated a panel at Comic-Con and I was like really on guard watching yeah. every word I said. And then one of the panelists said, said fuck. And I'm oh, like, wow. well, you're like, you did it, not me. It's fine. I, if it's not you, it's fine. And Jamie has such a potty mouth that whenever we're together, I, I'm not worried. Um, but but yeah, it, so there is, there was a lot of fun. We we had a lot of fun kind of crafting this, that interim time. I did individually for Allison's sake, but then as a unit, us figuring out kind of like how these characters came together after the massacre in 2018 and, and what that meant for them and how they kind of like forged a life together. Um, and Jamie has always been, you know, I mean, she's Jamie Lee Curtis. She is, she is iconic and she's always looked at me with like as a peer which is something that I am so grateful for because it's not um it's it's not something I I kind of would have expected um but she's always always made me feel like we kind of are are in this together I love that so much that's so important to have I have so many follow-up questions I guess the first one is in that in that four-year gap that we don't get to see Mm -hmm. is there any specific example of something you came up with like a pivotal life moment that we could see influencing your performance in the material we do get on screen the thing that I did that was really helpful is um so because of the pandemic everything was pushed a year kills got pushed a year the release but at that point, it was already in the can, so we had it filmed. We knew what the script was for Halloween Ends, so we had a lot of time to just kind of sit and marinate on the script before we started filming, which can go one of two ways. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I did is uh, that was very helpful is I, I got a journal, and I just started journaling as Allison. Like, every couple of days, I would put in entries. And so I started to kind of figure out the flow of what her journal entries were for each year. And um, that was very helpful to kind of understand her. And there was a lot of just day-to-day things and, and mundane things that that kind of come up. And and then depending on the scene, I would go back and kind of read those journal entries on set. And what was very, very weird and very cool and made me feel like we were really like making something special and we're all meant to be doing it is one of our writers, Paul Logan, um, he's actually doing the novel for Halloween Ends this time around. And so he was there writing the novel the whole time. And um, I, I started telling him about, we started talking about the journaling. And he and I made up the same, like, multiple key moments in this woman's life 
that were exactly the same. Like it was as if we verbatim wrote them together. And um, it was really kind of like, wow, this is, this is clearly we're on the right path here and, and we're, we're making the right choices. But I think all of that lives in you and lives in your body. And when you meet Allison in, in Halloween Ends, she's kind of this, you, she's looked at as this kind of heroic um, survivor in a way. And all of that pain, all of that trauma, everything is still underneath. And, and David Gordon Green allowed for a space for us to kind of look under the the surface and see what's really there. As it should be. I'm a big believer when you put in that kind of work, even though it's not said out loud on screen, you can feel yeah. it influencing the characters and also the atmosphere in general. Right. So bringing up the different place that Allison is at in her life when we see her in ends, that also calls for a completely different dynamic between you and Jamie. So I'm curious, yeah. given their situation and like some of the tension that they're exploring in this, uh, in this iteration, what is the biggest difference between your collaboration on ends compared to how you work together maybe back in 2018? I really, what was nice about 2018 is, or not nice, but it, it was, it was the first time. So it was just so visceral and kind of exciting. And there wasn't much collaboration on, on Halloween, uh, 2018, mainly for the purpose of the fact that Allison was kind of shielded from Lori her whole life. So there didn't need to be, we kind of stilted it in that way where I worked more with Judy and, and kind of creating that relationship than I did with Jamie because th that was always very removed for Allison. And Halloween Kills, I mean, they don't have really any scenes together. Um, so for this one, it was, it was just a lot of conversation and a lot of, we were allotted a decent amount of rehearsal time, which was really beneficial and not very common place in, in filmmaking. And uh, we got down to Savannah and had like three weeks to just kind of work through scene by scene and it was it was endlessly helpful you could see the results of that on screen in some of your conversations or it's your arguments there's some of that too um I'm a lot to is unsaid and and we shine some light on some of those things that have been unsaid for the years all right i have rapid fire questions oh, for goodness. you let's do it let's like start with one of my favorite silly ones first this is a would you rather one okay. would you rather have to fake sneeze or fake vomit in a scene fake sneeze but can you do a convincing face? No. That's, see, that's why I, I throw that in there. Because everyone's like, vomit's gross. I don't want to do it. But. I mean, vomit is like the easy answer. But then you, it's gross what you have to put in your mouth. And depending on the director, if it's David Gordon Green, it's going to be something really gnarly that he makes you like spit out. So, um, But also dry heaving is not, not, not easy either. So it, I don't know. Sneeze? I would prefer to sneeze. I have a fear of throwing up, so I'd have to choose sneeze. But I can't, I can't <laughs> do, you do get sympathy a fake sneeze. as well? <laughs> like, like, like mentally, I think I've never actually done it, but I think that's one of my greatest fears is that Understood. I'll have, I'll be like the, uh, the victim of a yeah, chain the reaction, sympathy, the sympathy vomiter through that. <laughs> All right, let's do here's, here's one that was inspired by, I don't know if you watched Sandman or, or know the character death, but there's a heavy emphasis on the importance of the little things in life. So what is like a teeny tiny thing that's important to you that may seem insignificant to other people out there that, you know, simple little thing that just brightens your day on a regular basis? Oh man, that's not a very rapid fire answer question of me. Um, that there's a lot of things. I think that, I think that for me, it's like the little things that make everything so special and, and kind of like the, um, your vitamin put out on a post-it in the morning by the person you love, you know? Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> Peanut butter and Wordle right now for me. Ooh. Um, I'll wrap with this one and what? here. What was the second one? Wordle. You don't play Wordle? Oh my God. 
We have a lot to discuss. We do, we do. I don't have time for this, but I will tell you after. Um, I'll give you this one last. Um, we call this one slasher survival. Of all of the iconic slashers out there, which one do you think you would have the best chance of surviving, but also what is the absolute last one you would ever want to come face to face with? Oh, the best chance I would have surviving. And um, I think Freddy, I would have a good chance of surviving. But I also would, you're he's the fall last. Asleep. You'll sleep eventually. But it's once you're in the sleep, you have, to, you have to know the approach, right? <laughs> you have to set a game plan. Heather Langenkamp has proved it's possible to survive it, exactly. him and overcome him. Exactly, maybe well. not. I mean, he's also the one that I wouldn't want to encounter because he plays on all of your fears. Um, yeah. Maybe, right. yeah, I don't know. That's I scary. Feel like I, that's I hope to solid. not enjoy that. <laughs> I feel like it's fair enough to pick one uh, character for both the answers. <laughs> That's actually probably the most sensible way to go about it. <laughs> I must end this. Thank you so much for Thank your time you. today. Huge congratulations on all three Halloween movies, and I can't wait to see you in more. Thank you so much.